Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we begin a three-week series on the one-page book of the Bible called Jude. Jude was the half-brother of Jesus who became a believer following the death and resurrection of the Christ. Jude's letter begins, Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he presents today's portion of this week's message entitled, Called Beloved and Kept. You see, once you realize that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again and you trust in Him for salvation, it becomes very clear. He redeemed me. He bought me out of my slavery to sin. So He is the Lord. He is the Master. I am the slave. I do His bidding. So as I said, uh, James wrote primarily to Jewish believers. His, His book was likely the first one in the New Testament written. Could have been very the, at least the first epistle that was written. This one is clearly intended for all believers in Jesus Christ, probably the last of the epistles to be written. But as we launch into it, I want you to see that not only is this book a warning, and this book has some heavy-duty, difficult-to-understand and and right-in-your-forehead kind of confrontation. But it also has great encouragement to true believers in the certainty of our Lord and who He is. And I want to point out to you three ways that Christians are described right in verse 1. To those who are the called, number one, beloved, number two, beloved in God the Father, and kept, thirdly, for Jesus Christ. Called is that primary word there. Actually, the way this sentence is, uh, called is at the end, and there's an article at the front, which which means this is all a description of one entity. So I say this is a threefold description of of, um, what it is to be a Christian. Now, you become a Christian, or if, it's, if you are a Christian, you became a Christian when you made a decision to commit your life to follow Jesus Christ. For some, it was a very sudden thing. For some, it was a, a, a gradual thing. But the point is, you have decided to follow Jesus. How did we sing it? Hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus is my life, based on what Paul wrote. But you need to understand that when you made your decision to follow Christ, that was a result of the work of God to call you to Himself. And this word calling is very significant. You chose God because He chose you. Or as 1 John 4.19 says, we love 
because he first loved us. Now, about this word called, we are the called, the called ones. Understand that the Bible teaches two senses in which God calls people to himself. There is the, the universal call. This is the call to everyone. Come to Jesus, repent and believe, and you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. There's a universal call to salvation. One of the ways that Jesus put it himself, Matthew 11:28 28 and 29, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. And now bear in mind, he's writing to people that have been buried under this pile of all of these legalistic do's and don'ts. And it was a crushing load. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What do you need to have your soul be at rest? You're delivered forever from the penalty of your sin. Come to Jesus. That's a universal call. Or John 7, 37, at another of the feasts. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. Does your soul need to be slaked? Come to me and drink of the living waters of eternal life. No one can ever say that he or she is not invited to believe in Jesus Christ. That's one sense of the word calling. The other aspect of calling is what is usually described as the effectual call. That's the work of God when He specifically brings a person to faith and salvation. And I just thought of a really, really lame illustration. Let's see if it works. Okay, you might be driving down the highway. You might see a billboard that says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You go, hmm, that's, you know, hey, that sounds like, a, sounds like a pretty good deal. Then you're driving a little bit farther and your cell phone rings and caller ID says, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Jim, come now. That's the effectual call. That is God specifically calling individuals to himself. He brings people to faith and salvation. It is the work of God from beginning to end. Remember Ephesians 2? The chapter starts out, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Dead people don't respond. Get down to verse 5. But God made you alive in Christ. He effecti- effectively, effectually calls people to himself. Romans, <coughs> Romans 8, 29 and 30, just to illustrate, says this, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And, now listen to this, These whom he predestined, he also called And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, 
he also glorified. Do you see the unbroken chain there? Everyone who is predestined is called, and everyone who is called is justified and glorified. So when he says, you are the called ones, you are the ones that God has brought to himself. Now, I would love to take you on a delightful theological side trip and, and, and show all that to you in depth and breadth, but I won't. But I'll give you a reliable summary You don't have to believe me on this, but check it out. Every time you see the word call or a form of it like calling or called, when you see that word in the New Testament epistles, Romans through Jude, all right? Every time you see it in the epistles, the word called, it always refers to the effectual call. Read it that way and you will never be, you will never feel like you're you're being misled. So, Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and brother of James to those who are the called. We, are, we have been called into the body of Christ. Now, that should thrill your soul because you couldn't get there any other way than by the effectual call of God in Christ Jesus. You can't click you, you, you can't uh, uh, scrimp and save and claw and gouge and kick and swim and fight and talk yourself into it. It can't be done. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who seeks after God. None. You sought God because He called you. Wow. It's His work. It's for His glory. Now look at the second description of a Christian. Beloved in God the Father. God so loved the world. We love because He first loved us. And there's a careful choice of a verb form here that makes it clear that when He says beloved, it means that you have been, you are now, and you always will be beloved by God. File that thought because um, after our mission Sunday next week, then Scott is going to start the, the main part of the book of Jude, and you're going to find out he says, beloved. That's who he calls the people here, beloved of God. So that's the noun of direct address there. Be ready for it. Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are, number one, the called Number two, beloved in God the Father. And number three, and kept for Jesus Christ. The third description of your standing in Christ is kept. And again, the wording is precise. The verb tense here, and, and there are about three people in the room that might someday be able to get a little individual goosebump out of this. It's perfect passive. Isn't that thrilling? What that means is that the security of your salvation is completely provided and it is maintained by someone outside of yourself, God. You can't bring yourself to Christ because you're, well, you're dead in your trespasses and sins. You also can't keep yourself in Christ because you still have the sin that is in you in the body of this death. The idea that you can lose salvation flies in the face of the character of God. This book deals with some people who might appear to have lost salvation. 
but the book itself affirms the doctrine of the security of the believer. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.